How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hive in Session. I'm your host, as always, and I'm really pleased to be joined by Craig Smith from Big Picture People today. Craig, thank you for coming on with me. Hi, Ben. How are you doing? Really well, thank you. And you? Yeah, good. Thanks. All good. All good. Good, good, good. Now, this particular episode, Craig, I understand that you're going to be kind of taking us through how you help leaders to articulate like the big picture, the big vision as it relates to kind of company mission and, and values and that kind of thing. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, basically what we what we find with organizations is that, that um, a lot of leaders, um, they struggle to explain, you know, kind of what the values are, what the vision is, what the what the strategies are. And it's often because they're, they're, they're a bit too close to it themselves. And often it, it's very complex and there's lots of moving parts. Um, and this whole kind of term the big picture is entered the vernacular you can't watch the news at the moment without anyone talking about the big picture and and, and I guess it's well what is the big picture and, and how do we articulate that and is there a consistent way of doing it and that's kind of uh, what I thought your audience might be interested in yeah absolutely I mean it, it's one of the things that certainly that we um we hear about quite a lot kind of in the space that that we operate in and I think it was interesting there you talking about kind of leaders being I suppose too close to to things to being able to see it because I think oftentimes and maybe this depends on the size of the organization but I found that certainly in and around the sort of startup and scale up culture it tends to be that you know it's it's the personality and the culture of the, the founder and the subsequent kind of leaders of that business that that inform you know the values the culture but also like the language and the way that the company speaks so yeah. do you think that there's a need for sort of, I guess, a, a greater sharing of responsibilities, a dissemination of kind of that sort of responsibility as it relates to, to creating a, a culture and values? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think your you point's great there and spot on. I mean, in terms of smaller organisations, it does tend to be, you know, there's there's more people are more intimately aware aware of that the piece people tend to be more connected um i always use the analogy it's a, like, a little bit like when when we live when we lived above the shop as it were where everybody knows by everybody by first name and and as you say the the values of the organization tend to be associated with the founders of the organization but i think it's as organizations get bigger and more differentiated that that becomes more diluted perhaps and also um, and there becomes multiple, you know, interpretations of what that 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 big big picture is, which is fine, and it's okay to have that kind of local uh, interpretation. But at, at a broader level, we do need some consistency. We do need some alignment around that, and I, and that's why I think there's there's the six fundamental questions that leaders need to be able to answer for their people um, in order to build that big picture in, in people's minds. Excellent. So, I mean, I imagine that we're going to get uh, we're going to get taken through maybe all of them today, if we're lucky. Yeah, yeah, and and obviously, I'm not going to go through them all in great detail. Um, and I'll, I'll we've got a, a one pager that I'm ha happy to share with your audience, which kind of summarizes this. So you don't need to make lots of notes. But but I um I guess the six questions you can look at from two perspectives. You can look at them both from an emotional connection, as in you know, kind of the whole. I guess the heart's perspective, but also the rational connection with 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 the answers are as well, which is the, the kind of rational side of it as well, and the and the logical side of it. And and we've got different people in different organisations who need different answers to the to the, these questions, or or they need to come at it from an emotional or a rational angle. So, but I haven't got time to go through all detail. But I mean, the first the first question we need to be able to answer, and fundamentally, all organisations are are going through transformation. Even at an early stage, there is a transformation that they're on. They're growing. Or if at the later stage of an organisation, they're consolidating, they're maturing, and 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 their and their the, you know their strategies are linked around that. So the first question we need to answer is why do we need to change? Uh, and I think again that's something that leaders tend to take 
as read that everybody must know why we need to change but often as we know or in organizations people don't they're buried away in the organization they're not necessarily dealing directly with customers and so there's a lack of awareness of why they need to change and also with that a lack of a sense of urgency as to what that means i need to do differently in order to be able to deliver that so the first question is why do you need to change in the first place and we need to answer that both from an emotional perspective and from a rational perspective and then if we're going to change what are we aiming for um, and these are two terms that get always get mixed up with each other and it's vision and purpose or vision and mission. And, and for me, you know, I always, it's a bit of a kind of a, a well-worn path um, or a well-worn analogy, I guess, is that, you know, the, the different I, way I always articulate to people is what's the difference between a vision, a vision and a mission. If you go back to the kind of moon program and don't, I'm not going to tell you the janitor story. It's not the, the NASA janitor, but Kennedy's vision was an American flag on the moon and his purpose and his mission was it, it, it was to beat the Russians. So the, the, the vision is the tangible manifestation of what we're all about. And the purpose is, is, you know, why we get out of bed in the morning. So we need to be able to articulate that for organize uh, for our people within the organization in the context of why we need to change. What are we aiming for? And, and how does that link to our underlying purpose? So why change? What are we aiming for? Then how are we going to do it? Um, and again, there are two elements to this. One is the strategy. So, you know, that plan, the battle plan, the three-year plan, the four-year plan, whatever it is. Um, but then we also need to be able to talk about our values. And they're two, for me, they're the, they're the two connected pieces that connect together, which is how we're going to do it is both the tactics that we're going to use, but it's also how we're going to, how we're going to treat each other uh, and what are our core values about how we're going to do that. So why change? What are we aiming for? How will we do it? Then what's my role? What do you expect from me? Um, everybody usually then thinks about, well, that's a job description, but as we know, it's more than that. It's actually the behavioral expectations as well. And that's often the bit that organizations don't always do a great job with. As we know, they, they, you know, great job description, but how do you want me to deploy that? I can deliver that role in many different ways. I can do it well, I can do it badly. And, and the behaviors are key to that. So um, the next question is, 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 is people need to know is how are we doing? How have we got this vision and we've got this purpose and you have these expectations? How well are we doing with that? And do those measures that we are using motivate me? So we've got lots of KPIs and scorecards, but actually does that float my boat? Does that actually interest me? Does that what I want? Uh, and is that what gets me excited about my work? And then finally, the final question, which is really the kind of uh, where the rubber hits the road, as it were, is are we really serious about this? A lot of organizations talk a lot about change, um, but do they really walk the talk? And for that, there's not only the actions, but there's also the commitment as well. How, how prepared are we to go the extra mile in order to deliver this these ambitions that we've got? Mm -hmm. So those six questions, um, yeah, you're not going to be able to answer them all in one sitting, but for me, they are they are the, the things that make up that big picture that people need to be able to articulate to their, their people. Leaders need to be able to articulate consistently, um, and but everybody needs to have that clarity in their head if we're all going to be able to, to be pointing in the same direction and, and, we, and we need to have conversations around that. So that, that's, that's the kind of premise about we approach things with, because as I said, big picture can be a nebulous term. It can mean lots of different things to lots of people. But what we try to do here is to put some flesh on the bone so we can actually make it something tangible that people can understand how well we're doing in those different areas when it comes to building that big picture for our people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, having a sort of a, a set, as we've said, kind of vision and, and a kind of a, a framework for not only understanding it, but then achieving it. 
um, is, is absolutely where you want to go. I mean, in terms of that, that final question there, sort of how serious are we about this? You know, that occurs, it occurs to me that, you know, maybe that's one of the questions that you need to really answer first and foremost to start yeah. before you really start. So, uh, I mean, is it the case that, I suppose it, you know, is, is it me being too simplistic to think that these questions are ordered particularly, or could you just, could you go at them in, in kind of several different? No, you know, you could, you, you could come at them from, from various different angles. And what we say to clients is a bit, it's a bit like, um, it's a bit like, think of them as ingredients in a, in a recipe, you, you know, mm -hmm. if you pile them all in to the, to the one pot, it's going to be pretty disgusting and <laughs> uh, unpalatable you know but it's about making sure that and I, I think what tends to happen is organizations tend to maybe really go deep on one of these areas you know they'll do a big load of things around their values but actually without understanding where the values fit in with this kind of bigger picture um it, it, it all it all well we've done this thing we've got all these things stuck on the walls and everybody's now sort of you know telling me that i need to sort of demonstrate integrity and i need to sort of uh, you know sort of show that i'm i'm ambitious um but i don't really understand why and 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 again it's how that fits in with with all of this bigger picture and, you, and you're right i mean they are the serious i think are the serious there's not a, there's not a specific answer that you can give to that question people make that conclusion themselves by observing what people how people are acting how people are behaving what they're talking about what what is it you know when, when we have a meeting what's the first thing we talk about is it money or is it people or is it customers that that will give a strong indication of whether we're serious and and if it's money that's fine if that's what our ambitions are and that's what we're trying to change and that's what everybody's aligned around um but it's that consistency, I think, is the really key thing. It's that connective tissue between all of these elements. It doesn't mean that you, you know, you have to do them in any particular sequence. I think there is a logical sequence, but you can, you know, it's consistency at the bottom of at the end of the day is the key thing, I think. Yeah. And I suppose in your experience then, Craig, like as it relates to I suppose responsibilities and who does what, as it relates to kind of achieve, like kind of, I suppose answering all these questions right now yeah. one of the drums that we consistently beat at hive is that you want to be getting you know people involved in these types of conversations you want to be kind of getting people at different levels of the organization feeling like they're feeding in they're along for the ride you know you're getting that initial buy-in and therefore whatever comes from the uh, excuse me whatever it results in yeah. is more likely to be kind of sticky and meaningful and a bit more long-lasting because everybody's kind of participated right yeah. Do you sort of see that the most successful examples of people going at these are people who do look to sort of crowdsource and collaboratively answer the questions? Or do you sometimes see, you know, members of an SLT, for example, being like, well, look, this is on, you know, we make these decisions. You know, you often hear about, you know, that people always look to the person who gets paid the highest, it's called the hippo, yeah. isn't it? The highest paid person's opinion. Yes. And you think yeah. like, you know, we probably need to kind of start to move away from that, don't we? And kind of really get everybody's experience involved. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I think there's a there, there's 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 um there, there's different different things work for different organisations. I think so, some organisations, um, you know, someone does need to take a lead on it, uh, and and some and people may be privy to certain information that 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 you know we just need to be be better at explaining that information so people can come to those conclusions themselves. But I agree with you. I mean, if you can crowdsource it, I mean, it's the classic time versus you know designed by committee and all of that sort of thing i mean you can and we've, we've seen it work really well i mean what what I, I my personal kind of where i see it work really well is where organizations have already 
or either an infrastructure or they're, they're developing an infrastructure of people within the organization who are kind of change agents or, 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 or employee ambassadors, they get called all sorts of different things, mm-hmm. who are the kind of eyes and ears, and but are also, so it's like they're the kind of conduit through information and we're not just relying on managers, on hierarchies to, 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 to get this information up and down the organization. So in a lot, in, in some organizations, the SLT are we're really well connected to the business. They really know what, what the kind of, they've got their finger on the pulse. Um, and they can um, they can legitimately make those sort of decisions and and share them with the organisation. I would never advocate a, a kind of you know a PowerPoint town hall you know one way flow of information. Our approach and our kind of methodology is very much around helping people to have conversations around these questions. But also, if we've got a conclusion that we want people to to come to, not to tell them what that is, you know, not to tell them how we need to do it or why we need to change, but present them with the information that we think is relevant and help them make that same decision that we have. That that, that you know, so it's leading people to a conclusion that we've come to rather than telling them this is what we've decided and therefore, you know, if you don't agree with us, you're wrong. No. Uh, that's 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 not a recipe for success from my experience. I'd be inclined to agree. Um, and yeah, I guess in the, the other really interesting part of this, I suppose, is we've looked at it from kind of the like theoretical perspective, but when it comes to actually like executing and facilitating things like this, what yeah. are kind of a couple of formats that you found to be particularly successful? Yeah, well, I mean, we've, we've got a we've got a, a particular methodology and approach that uh-huh. we use, and that's that was about visualizing a lot of this stuff. So we, we create visual metaphors for, um, you know, the answer all of those six questions that I've just been through that, that, that will tell us why we need to change it will tell us what we're aiming for. It'll tell us or it'll explain it'll give us information. So visualization, communic conversation is really important. As I said, it's about internalizing this and social learning, social learning, it's not about, you know, sit me through a PowerPoint deck and tell me why we need to do all this stuff. It's about, you know, help me and my colleagues work through this together with you so we can go through some of that that thinking. Um, and it's interactivity and, and having it, making it engaging, you know, the, the, there's, there's um, uh, a lot of internal communications work around this or a lot of internal communications are very, very passive. It's very one way. Even with technology, I think there's a danger that we, we you know, we just, we, we, we measure engagement through likes and shares and clicks and that sort of thing. But but there's a deeper level of engagement that we're looking for is, is actually how people then go and have a conversation about it, you know, in the old world, in a corridor nowadays, maybe through their next kind of Zoom team meeting or whatever. Um, but but is it is it been internalized? So what we try and do is try and create a trigger for those conversations that will then flow out into the organization. Um, and, and that's how organizations change. You know, I always say, people say to me, what is culture? I mean, for me, the culture of an organization is the sum total of all of the conversations that are taking place on a daily basis. That's how you, you know, you, you cut, that's what culture is. Um, and if we can some way nudge the dial on those conversations, so they are more leaning into where we need to be as a business, where we need organization, what our customers need us to be. Um, that's health. That's, that's how change happens in my experience. It's not through some kind of big proclamation that we're going to, we've got this new set of values or a new vision and everybody then suddenly is switched on and aligned with that. It, it doesn't work like that in reality. No, I, I mean, I, I think I saw it. One of the best ways I saw it referred to for me is like, you know, culture is what people in your company do when they think no one's looking, you know, that's, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of for me is what you, and it's what it's like, you know, even kind of, you know, I think back to different companies that I've been in and we've kind of, I think maybe previous organizations, we've been kind of bought into this idea of culture as a, 
as a marketing term, right? You know, you, mm. you, you see, you know, you hear the word culture and you immediately think of, you know, a dog in a bean bag and that kind of thing, you know, and you're <laughs> like, well, look, that's, that's recruitment. That's marketing. That isn't actually what the culture of an organization, it's not what you have, it's what you are. Yes, exactly. Yeah. exactly. You know, the old, the old definition used to be, you know, the way we do things around here and it, and it's all that stuff that, is really difficult for, for when you hire people it's that it's the bit that's the hardest thing to get across to them you can show them you know how they clock in or where the loos are and what you do if you you know when you make your lunch and how you you know put things in the dishwasher but um but actually you know the, the how we do things around here when it's about how we interact with each other you know well, our values are you know whether we stay back if there's a project we've got to get finished and a customer needs it it's all of that tacit stuff which is quite difficult to articulate but um but as we know if we get it wrong or if if, if we hire people into that uh, who don't fit with that cultural fit or haven't got the potential to fit in with it it can be a, it can be a messy process <laughs> yeah i'll um it's, it's been been a really interesting conversation craig i'm going to close us out with this question just because yeah. like it's it's quite fitting and i think you know it, it seems to me that kind of the you know, the, the period that we've all kind of lived through over the last 12 months and let's say the period that we're all entering into kind of over the next 12 months, say, seems to me to be kind of particularly fertile ground for organizations to start asking themselves these questions. You know, it's, I think that, you know, however, what's the word, um, forcefully you or, or not, you know, you want to apply change or have change applied to you as an organization, you know, the genie's not going back in the bottle. So it, it seems to me that now is the opportunity to have a bit of a reboot. So it is, is now the right time for businesses to be having these conversations. Oh, definitely. I mean, one of the, one of the kind of things that, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're hoping for is that, is that organizations will, will take this opportunity to, to, to have, uh, to invite people into a conversation. I mean, my more pessimistic side tells me there's going to be a mad panic just to kind of rebuild balance sheets and you know kind of uh, and 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 bring in money as quick as we can however we can but i do think we're at a pivotal moment you know i know this gets overused i think but uh, but i do think um we're a, we're at a pivotal moment where we can we can we've got two things we've got an opportunity to really reevaluate how we work and how we go forward and that means that we need to maybe redefine who we are and how we do things all the things we've been talking about this morning but i also think organizations have got an amazing um consistent frame of reference for their people about actually how resilient we can be and how we can adapt very you know to, to things that we probably you know 14 months ago thought we would never adapt to so i do think we need to debrief people we need to bring people back and we need to say what have we just been through and what can we learn from it and how can we use that to be a better organization and treat each other more more humanely as well so i do i do think we're at that point and and one of the things we're talking to clients about is how are you going to have that conversation and can we help you to, to kind of create that conversation because i think it's a really really critical conversation that i just hope we don't miss the opportunity because i think we'll kick ourselves if we do yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think the reality is, is that the businesses who who have those conversations, you know, they're going to be and when I use the word profit, you know, probably financially, but I think also kind of you, know, you hear a lot about sort of the upcoming battle for talent and all that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, you, I think appetites have changed from certain from certain certain parts of the workforce. And, you know, I think you need to you need to be seen to be a business that is adaptable because you know this this rush back to the way that we used to do things i think is just going to be a bit of a probably a bit of a you know a fool's errand if you ask me but yeah yeah you know, we could we could i could don't get me started i could no carry no, no 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 <laughs> 
same page. No, I, th I think, it, as I said, I, you know, I think that the, the, the opportunity we've got here to, to show people, you know, what, what have you achieved over the last 14 months that you probably never thought you, you know, I, I heard it on a, a podcast the other day, someone was saying, you know, we've, we've, we've had 10 years of change in 14 months, you know, it, the, the amount of, to, to get people working the way they're working now would have normally in the natural course of, of, of you know, human evolution would have taken about 10 years and we've, we've, we've compressed that into 14 months. If we don't kick on from that, then we've only got ourselves to blame. Yeah. I mean, to go with your moon landing analogy, you know, the leap in technology that was facilitated by the, by the race to the moon, you know, exactly. and it, it, you know, it, it was, it was that level of innovation was unprecedented and, exactly. and you know, where, you know, where, where stood, I guess, on similar ground nowadays. But anyway, Craig, Thank you very much for, for having Pleasure, me, ben. for having us, for, for, for talking to me today. Um, yeah. For anybody who wants to follow up with the with the one page or hear more about you or, or carry on the conversation, where's a good place for them to reach you? Yeah, so I mean, our website, thebigpitchpeople.co.uk. Um, you can drop us an email at info at thebigpitchpeople.co.uk. Um, but also, I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll give you a link that you can put on the on this uh, the, the, the people can kind of download this uh, this one page. And if anybody's got any questions about it, you know, we're not going to pounce on you and try and sell you anything you know just just and i'm also interested to see if anybody's got any builds on it you know what uh, you know I'm, I'm we're not arrogant enough to say this is absolutely the only way but it works for us it works for our clients but uh, always it's always good to get feedback as well fantastic thank you very much craig cheers ben all the best thank you and thank you everybody for watching this has been another episode of hive in session i'll see you in the next one